You're listening to the newest episode of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life, with your host, Kim Olver. This is Kim, and welcome to the 45th episode of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life. We're switching topics today, moving from coaching to couples, and this show is about how your relationship can survive an affair. When I did the research for my book, Secrets of Happy Couples, one of the interesting findings was that 87% of the respondents answered that they had never had an intimate relationship outside of their primary committed relationship with their partner when their partners weren't present. Further research would be needed to determine whether this was because loyalty and commitment are critical to successful relationships or whether the respondents just didn't trust me as a researcher and thought maybe their answers could be relayed back to their partners. I would guess most likely it was a combination of the two. Many people in happy, satisfied relationships consider trust, loyalty, commitment, and monogamy to be high on their list of requirements. However, it should be noted that only 39% of respondents said that infidelity would be a deal breaker in their relationship. 31% did not list it as an absolute deal breaker. Furthermore, most of the people who knew that their partner had had an affair were able to work through their issues successfully and stay in the relationship, despite the fact that initially they had believed infidelity would end their relationship. In my work, I'm often asked whether it's possible to make a relationship work after an affair, and if so, how is that accomplished? Every relationship expert I interviewed for my book agreed that relationships can definitely survive and even get stronger after an affair. I interviewed several relationship experts, and I strongly considered what Harville Hendricks had to say. Dr. Hendricks said that in all his work with couples, he never encountered a couple where there was only one partner having an affair. He said that if you look below the surface, you'll find that the victims were having affairs of their own, but their affairs were more socially acceptable. Partners can have affairs with their children, their work, their extended family, their friends, their exercise program, their pets, video games, social media, among other things. Any area of your life that takes precedence over your intimate, committed relationship can be considered an affair by this broad definition. However, in most cultures, an intimate sexual affair with another person is considered far more harmful than devoting too much time to one's children or work. Society tends to vilify the partner who's had an intimate affair with another person. Dr. Hendricks says, and I quote, Infidelity is a co-creation designed to regulate intimacy by acting out their anxiety in ways that involve them with other people. There are always two affairs. They are always co-created, end quote. If your partner had an affair and you consider yourself the victim, you may want to do some soul searching to determine if there was anything you were prioritizing over your relationship. This is not to place the blame on you. It is merely to distribute the responsibility more evenly for what happened and equalize the efforts for repairing the damage. If you want your relationship to survive this affair and even grow stronger, then sharing the responsibility for what happened in your relationship is a healthy first step. It's important to remember that monogamy is a culturally generated idea. 
Consensual polyamory is a concept that's becoming popular among younger generations as they watch their parents become part of the 50% who opt for divorce or part of a different demographic of couples who stay together yet live in misery. However, most people who experience an affair were not consulted and did not give their consent, hence the betrayal, loss of trust, and trauma. If this describes your experience, you have some decisions to make. You can rebuild your relationship if you are both willing to meet certain conditions. Steps for recovery exercise. Number one, calm down so you can think clearly. Take deep breaths. Walk away momentarily. Spend some time apart. Step two, get clear about your options. There's always three options in a relationship. You can try to change it accept it, or leave it. Changing it can look like you trying to change your partner, trying to rewrite the history that this affair ever happened in the first place, or changing yourself. Accepting it means just to accept that this is now part of the relationship. You are involved with a person who has had an affair. The third option, leaving it, can be done in two ways. People leave emotionally where they just check out of the relationship even though they stay in the day-to-day with the person and continue to live together. They're not really connected emotionally. Or they could leave physically, either by a physical separation or complete divorce. And then the third step is once you decide which direction you want to go, know that it doesn't have to be a permanent decision. You may first choose to try to change your partner's behavior and your own and then later decide to leave the relationship. Or you might decide to leave the relationship emotionally and later change your own perceptions and behavior so you can become emotionally involved again. There's any number of possibilities. Number four, once you've made your decision, stay true to your desires. Don't allow other people to sway your thinking. Remember, they're not you. They haven't lived your life. They don't necessarily have the same value system you have. They can only know what's best for them, not what's best for you. Only you can truly know. So once you've become clear, stay true to what you want to do. Number five, it's always helpful to get the unbiased support you need to consciously implement your chosen option. There may be many people who are willing to support you in their way, but their way may be biased. Find someone who will support you in following through on what you want, who doesn't already have preconceived ideas about what might be best for you. A good life coach or counselor can help you move through these steps. Couples have been able to move past an affair or even multiple affairs when the benefits from their relationship outweigh the difficulties they experience from accepting the affairs. Whether or not you believe you could do this, it has worked for many couples. There are some people who know that their partner engages in outside affairs, and yet they stay in the relationship for a variety of reasons. One reason might be financial. It would be difficult and costly to dissolve the marriage, so they opt to stay and overlook the affairs. Others may stay because they didn't want to split up the family and deal with visitation rights with their children. Others might overlook affairs because they're not interested in sexual activity and are happy that their partner has alternative ways to satisfy that need. Others enjoy the benefit and attention they receive from being the victim or injured party, 
both partners might still be happy and satisfied with their relationship because they're getting what they want and need from it. There are many reasons people stay. Ask yourself these questions. Number one, do you expect that your partner will change? Number two, how long have you been waiting for them to stop having affairs? Number three, is it likely that waiting longer will change their behavior? Number four, are you willing to accept your partner's infidelity in exchange for the other benefits that you receive from the relationship? Number five, can you live with this and still be happy and satisfied in your relationship? You can learn to accept infidelity in your relationship if the trade-off is worth it. You can learn to think about it differently and not feel so personally injured. It may not be easy to do, but if the relationship is important enough to you, you can get to a place of peace with it. The first step is for both parties to realize that their relationship is important enough for them to attempt to heal from the trauma. Consequently, both partners recognize the role they each played in the breakdown of their relationship. The second step is for both partners to genuinely want to correct their actions that contributed to this breakdown. For the person who had the affair, this means ending the illicit relationship. The second step is for both partners to genuinely want to correct their actions that contributed to this breakdown. For the person who had the affair, this means ending the illicit relationship. For the other partner, it means making the committed relationship a priority over whatever else was taking precedence. The third step is forgiveness. This happens when both parties recognize that neither of them is perfect and that they are both capable of making hurtful mistakes. The affair does not have to become the one event of monumental importance in their relationship. The person who had the affair needs to become more forthcoming with information about his or her activities. The person who was the victim needs to stop punishing his or her partner through guilt and blame and instead begin to trust again. If you're more concerned with keeping yourself safe, you probably won't trust because you're afraid of being hurt. However, can you really protect yourself from pain? Won't you still be hurt to learn of a loved one's deception? Without trust, you'll never achieve the level of intimacy a trusting relationship provides. What will you really lose by trusting? The most important thing not to lose is your self-respect. You are a worthy person. Spend some time engaging in some self-nurturing behavior. Learn to love yourself again. Do not allow your self-respect to be based on the whims and fantasies of another person. If you have learned of your partner's affair and they aren't likely to stop, do you want to stay in relationship with your partner even if they don't change? If not, then you need to seriously consider ending your relationship. There's no point torturing yourself. However, if you're willing to stay because there are so many other benefits and you can change your perception of your partner's infidelity so that it doesn't hurt you, then you can make this work. Best case scenario, your partner is genuinely interested in working things out with you and has ended their affair with the promise to never do it again. Are you willing to do whatever it takes to work through this? If not, and you're going to continue to punish your partner while feeling angry, hurt, and bitter, 
then you may want to consider ending the relationship. This punishing dynamic will only cause you both pain and will likely drive your partner further away from you. If you are having challenges getting through the three steps, then I suggest reading Secrets of Happy Couples. There's more information in there. Or find yourself a good coach or therapist who can help you through the process. I offer a free 20-minute session to determine if we're a good fit for each other. You can check my availability at www.therelationshipcenter.biz forward slash personal hyphen coaching. You'll find that link and the link to Secrets of Happy Couples in the show notes. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and that you'll join me next week when I interview a relationship coach, speaker, and workshop facilitator from England, author of How to Avoid Making the Big Relationship Mistakes, Nigel Beckles. I'm looking forward to it. Talk with you then. This has been another thought-provoking episode of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life. To listen to past episodes, please visit our website at www.therelationshipcenter.biz forward slash podcast and remember to subscribe.